Welcome to Season 2, Episode 7 of the Home Health Care Today Show. I'm your host, Dr. Clemon Moore. It's March, everyone. And in March, we have the distinct pleasure to focus on a very important topic a topic that's important for people of all ages, and that is National Nutrition Month. Today, uh, we have the pleasure of being guests uh, in the office and studio of Angela T. Moore, Empowerment Coach. So today, we're going to have a very thorough conversation with Angela about women's history as well as nutrition. But let me tell you all, our listeners and viewers, a little bit about Angela. Angela T. Moore is a business owner, integrative health expert, keynote speaker, radio show host, and advocate for personal responsibility, inspiring others to be the change they want in their lives, homes, workplaces, and communities. For over two decades, Angela has assisted clients in the attainment of their fitness and life goals, and motivated countless others to be more powerful and healthier in their lives. Angela is a NASM master trainer, including certifications as a personal trainer, corrective exercise specialist, performance enhancement specialist, and fitness nutrition specialist through the National Academy of Sports Medicine. She was a national track competitor, national natural bodybuilding competitor, and amateur kickboxer. She has trained every type of person, from professional athletes to executives. Angela is an, an empowerment coach with a master's of counseling. She is also a limited licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan and a nationally certified counselor specializing in depression, anxiety, PTSD, grief, loss, and life transitions. Angela is the founder and owner of The Body Principle, an integrative health organization that provides fitness programming, mental health and nutrition counseling, and empowerment coaching to individuals and small groups. Angela is also the creator of the Propel Youth Empowerment Program, designed to improve the self-esteem, self-confidence, and self-efficacy of youth. Angela received her Master's of Arts in Counseling from Oakland University and is a member of the Chi Sigma Iota Theta Chapter Honor Society for Counseling. She also has a Master of Science in Business Management from Walsh College and was the president and is a member of the Delta Mu Delta Honor Society for Business Administration. Additionally, she has a Bachelor of Arts in Sociology from the University of Virginia. Angela has empowered countless individuals as a fitness expert on television, a health and fitness presenter to Oakland schools, and mental health workshop presenter to Detroit Wayne Integrated Health Network and Care of Southeastern Michigan. Angela is also a health and wellness blog contributor for A Healthier Michigan, providing health and wellness education and healthy lifestyle strategies to individuals and busy professionals. She has also educated and empowered youth by her participation in Grow Detroit's Young Talent, Summer Youth Employment Program, and Leap Youth Program. Her radio show, Empowered, 
on 9, 10 a.m., Superstation educates and empowers individuals to live an empowered life, a life of mental, nutritional, and physical well-being. During the weekly live broadcast, she interviews medical and mental health professionals, experts in wellness and provision, activists, and advocates, educators and motivators to help others live an empowered life. Angela T. Moore, welcome to the Home Health Care Today show. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be with you today. Thank you, Angela. <laughs> Angela, with such an impressive background, um, being an advocate for health, right, health and wellness exercise, Take us on a, on a journey, Angela. Talk to us a little bit about your background mm -hmm. uh, in terms of what drove you into this, this particular path. Mm. Well, something that I've often done on many occasions, and I've actually been asked to speak to large audiences and small, yes. about um, my personal journey. And, it, and I will say that it started really um, in the 10th grade. Okay. And by that, what I mean is when I went out for the track team yes. when I was in 10th grade, mm -hmm. it was after years of abuse, years of neglect. Um, it was also after the death, traumatic death of my mother who had died from a massive stroke. Yes. And that event was extremely traumatic to me because I actually found her while she was a stroke, having the stroke. Mm -hmm. And what was even more traumatic after she died yes. was that I found uh, writings that she, she, I found little papers that where she had been writing notes to herself. Yes. I am depressed. I have mm. to get my life together. Yes. And what I learned from that experience of finding those notes that not only did my mom, was my mom suffering physically, but she was also suffering mentally. Yes. And when I went out for the track team in 10th grade, it was after a period of grief that yes. I didn't, I wasn't aware that I was in. Mm. So I was really spiraling down. Yes. I was really depressed, I was sad, I had no hope. Yes. And my, the, the track coach came up to me and he said, you're gonna get a full track scholarship to school. Yes. Affirmation. And that was only after seeing me run a couple times. And, yes. But what that did is it changed my life. Yes. Because what I noticed is that whenever I was feeling sad, whenever I was feeling lost, mm -hmm. the loss of my mother, yes. when I was dealing with the traumatic events that I even suffered leading up to that point, yes. when I would run, I felt better. Yes. Mm. And I thought, wow, that's really, really amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, whenever I feel sad, I feel bad, I can go for a run. Yes. And I start to feel hopeful. Yes. And when I ultimately did go to the University of Virginia on a track scholarship, I recognized that the better I ate, the better I took care of myself, the better I performed. Absolutely. And I took that uh, understanding, I took the personal experience of, of everything that had kind of led me to that point. Uh -huh. um, yes. I brought that with me to college. Mm. And I was, as mm. I was tr making decisions on what I was gonna do with my life, I recognized that whenever I shared my story, whenever I shared my journey, yes. that it motivated others. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I had a personal responsibility to, to share that with other people. Yes. And so I then educated myself mm -hmm. so that I actually did have the expertise. Yes. It wasn't just my experience, it was expertise that backed that experience. Absolutely. And I f used that as an opportunity to start working with individuals 
to start working with small groups to help them yes. um, become more mentally, physically, and eventually nutritionally healthy. Absolutely. Yes, Angela, thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, it's heartfelt. Mm -hmm. It's um, it's authentic, right? And it um, it expresses an extent of vulnerability that is helpful for so many people out there, right? So as we think about going through such a traumatic loss and experience at a young age, mm -hmm. where it's really difficult thinking about um, maturation, thinking about adolescence and going into teen years, mm -hmm. and then this whole self-identity or self-concept of I went out for track and, you know, things aren't quite going the way that I would like for them to go, right? Mm -hmm. And I lost my mom, right? Mm -hmm. Very troubling. But hearing how you took that inflection point mm -hmm. to say, and had a good, you know, mentor and a track coach to affirm, yes. you're going to get a full ride. Mm -hmm. You are a winner, mm -hmm. right? Yes. That is uh, definitely, definitely a game changer. Angela, you're a, you're a historian. Uh, in, in view of your, your knowledge of health and wellness, the path that you've taken as an entrepreneur, uh, as an educator, as a community advocate. Mm -hmm. In addition to your mom, mm -hmm. are there some other motivators out there that sort of help to shape uh, your, your passion or, or shape your, your drive in view of Women's History Month? Hmm. It's interesting that you say that because, um, you know, quite honestly, the, uh, beyond my mother and then my aunt that eventually um, started taking care of me after my mom passed, I really didn't have significant um, women okay. as role models. Wow. Um, and what I recognized in that lack was yes. that I also lacked as an individual. So how yes. I started to define myself as a woman, yes. um, I really struggled okay. in that. Um, mm. What I did recognize, though, is that I feel like God places people strategically in your life yes, in does. many different ways, yes. you know, in many different places. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a professor, whether it's a teacher, whether it's a, 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 a five-minute conversation, yes, an hour conversation, mm -hmm. um, watching something on television, being inspired by something that you see on TV. Absolutely. I started paying attention. Mm -hmm. And I start, something I always say is never ever minimize the importance of a cross path. Yes. And whenever I had the opportunity to cross a path with a woman, mm -hmm. especially as I've done my radio show over yes. the years, I've met some really phenomenal women yes. that have done some really, really powerful things. Yes. And what that showed me is that if you're willing to do the work, mm -hmm. that you can accomplish anything that you want to accomplish. Or if yes. you have a vision for something and if you're really to and you're willing to put the necessary action to make that vision a reality, yes. that you can be a, a world changer. Absolutely. You know, you can be a community changer. You can be a home changer. Yes, you can. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Angela, you mentioned cross path and mm -hmm. uh, as we uh, cross paths with individuals. And as an educator, it's okay. I'm sure you see students that perhaps have their earbuds in and mm -hmm. they're on a particular path. And some might not realize that, hey, uh, I'm crossing someone or I'm crossing the path of someone that could help me. I'm mm -hmm. crossing the path of someone that could listen to me and, and, and hear me out, right? So I do think it's, um, it's relatively important for us to know those moments or try to help others to, to see, see some of those moments. 
Angela, integrative health. So when we talk about um, the, you mentioned God and that the spiritual aspect. Um, you mentioned, you know, uh, your mom's notes and and passages about. Uh, being in a, in trouble from a, a mental state, mm-hmm. um, and then you mentioned, of course, health. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, what is integrative health uh, for those out there that don't quite understand the concept? Mm-hmm. Well, as you mentioned in my bio, yes. I am an NAS master trainer. I am a licensed therapist, and I'm a certified nutrition specialist. Yes. What I recognized uh, years ago when I first started the journey of helping individuals, and initially I started doing just uh, with physical health, so I was training individuals. Yes. Um, but I recognized, okay, if they weren't eating well, yes, and if they had unhealthy relationships, mm-hmm. uh-huh. it negatively negatively impacted their workouts and negatively yep. impacted their physical health. Mm-hmm. And so I uh, started integrating in nutrition. Yes. And then I started recognizing that. Uh, as my clients were dealing with difficulties in their relationships, difficult life transitions, just difficult experiences in their life, that I was perfectly positioned to be of support to them because Mm -hmm. I was seeing these individuals two Mm -hmm. to three, in some situations, five days a week, an hour at a time. I had the opportunity to interact with them Mm -hmm. on a reoccurring basis. That's what I'm trying to say, on a reoccurring basis. And so I realized that I could be a positive influence on their lives. Mm -hmm. I could motivate them to take necessary action. And I can also support those actions. Absolutely, Angela. Yes, I get it. I get it. What in going back, because I'm sure people have been listening and and watching, and they're going to say, all right, no, it's National Nutrition Month. When are you guys going to talk about nutrition? Mm -hmm. I think that was the perfect segue because of integrative. And you said... I started to integrate nutrition mm-hmm. along that path to wellness, right? right. Like um, if we're down mentally, perhaps we want comfort food. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we're going through a traumatic event or a setback, we find that to be the perfect opportunity to have an alcoholic beverage, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that integrative in the nutrition part is right on time to say that I'm with you five times a week. And some of these are lunch hours, and some of them are early supper hours mm-hmm. or early morning breakfast. So I'm starting to see some trends. So I'm starting to see a way where you can integrate healthier practice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Question four. Question four as we go uh, further here. Angela, COVID. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you know, uh, this is uh, not the beginning of year three. Hopefully, we are two years and out on the uh, COVID discussion or COVID conversation as an extended pandemic. Mm -hmm. What did you see, Angela, firsthand as an empowerment coach? uh, What did you see with uh, families as well as individuals here in in Southeast Michigan as related to the impact of COVID on integrative health? Mm. Well, what I found that was very interesting is a lot of people said they didn't have time for self-care, which was really interesting because a lot of people actually gain additional hours because they were spending more time at home and they they had um, eliminated that extra time that they normally um, would have to, uh, that they'd have to take into account, say, for driving, for getting dressed in the morning, Mm -hmm. um, for dealing with traffic on the way back home. Yes. And so I found it very interesting that people said they had less time. Mm 
mm-hmm. and especially less time for self care. Yes. And and I and and but then I said, okay, well, why why are why are they saying that? And what I recognize is that there was a something I always say is never uh, never cross your lines and always maintain your boundaries. Yes. And what I found is that people weren't really doing that. So they yeah. were working longer hours. True. So even though they were guilty, yeah. you know, not having to commute, <laughs> yep. they were adding additional work hours. Yes. So instead of working, say from nine yes. at the time that they would normally get to work to say five, they were working at like seven when they'd wake up. Mm-hmm. And then they would still keep working through nine. And then sometimes they would skip lunch. Yes. Or they would do lunch in front of the computer. Right, right yep, And eating. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then they would uh, go throughout their day. And then the night they were still checking emails, taking phone calls, yes. doing tech mess- text messages. And before you know it, it's seven o'clock at night. So you've turned a normal, you know, ten-hour day or eight-hour day yes. into like a twelve or fifteen-hour day, Easily. depending on yeah, on when you start it. Also, too, I found that individuals who had um, kids at home, they were finding it extremely difficult again to maintain those boundaries and draw a line. So they were blurring like where mm. you would do specific work and tasks. And one thing I always say is where do your your task and do your work. Um, I'm sorry. You want to make sure that you create time and space for specific tasks and activities. So when you're working, it needs to be in a work area doing work hours. That's right. When you're eating, it needs to be in a separate area where you would normally (laughs) eat your meals for a specific time. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Now, if you have kids at home, Mm -hmm. it it's really important that you also teach your kids how to manage their yes, time and manage it. their space. And mm-hmm. so what I recommend to parents is if you're at home mm-hmm. and you're trying to do work, create a separate work area for your, for your kids yes. and say, okay, this is where you're going to sit when you do your schoolwork. Yes. These are times that you're going to do your schoolwork. Mm-hmm. And these are times when I'm going to work. Absolutely. And then we're going to break at the same time so you can have that family time. You can maintain and nurture your important relationships. Yes. And then you can go back and do your work and then put in your heart stops. Absolutely. Heart and stops. so I found that if I, you know, once I shared that information and I gave yep. them tools uh-huh. um, <laughs> yes. to make their day, you uh-huh. know, um, to make their day healthy. Yeah, I found that they're like, wow, I do have a lot more time to do yes. things, and wow, mm-hmm. you know, I was mm-hmm. able to spend time with my kids, yes. get my work done. That's right. As well as take better care of myself. You got it. <laughs> you got it. And that's it. Making those those heart stops to your point, Angela, are important. Yeah. Then the preparation. So if it is that heart stop for a grocery store run, mm-hmm. right, to get a healthier item right, Mm -hmm. to eat. Uh, So I think that scheduling of the weekend time. But yes, to your point, during the last uh, couple years, folks working 12 to 15 hour days Mm -hmm. out of necessity, you know, as well as work was a pleasant distraction to a lot of the the, uh, losses that that Mm -hmm. we incurred over the over the last couple of years due to due to COVID. I'm actually glad that yes. you mentioned that about the losses because that's yes. something too that we don't do quite um, often no. is we don't take into account how a significant loss has affected us. Yes. And a loss doesn't have to be of a, just a person. It can be a loss of a job, loss yes. of an opportunity. A lot of people lost a lot of experiences True. that they would have normally had. Yes. Um, so the kids lost certain activities. They saw they, they weren't able to go to the prom. They weren't able to go to special dances right. or 
different right. events. Mm -hmm. um, there were a lot of people who had uh, planned um, special family events. Yes, There were people who had planned special business events that they had to cancel. Yes. Um, that's a loss. It is. You know, quite honestly. And mm -hmm. whenever you lose, you need to, especially if you've lost a significant loved one, you need to settle into that grief and feel it and process the loss. Yes. And experience it and recognize um, where and how, you know, where you need to heal yes. and how you can heal. Absolutely. You know, so creating time and space for that. And by that, I mean, you may have to schedule time that you go have a nice, good cry. Yes. You know, Indeed. schedule time where you go away mm -hmm. and just yep. kind of, you know, think about that person yes. and the loss. Right. Um, share your, your feelings with other people around yes. you. And then also um, talk to your kids who have talked to your kids, I will say, about how they feel about what they lost. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. how did you feel about not being able to have your prom? How did you feel about not able to uh, do your athletic, um, your, your sport, mm -hmm. participate in track or basketball, football like you used to? Absolutely. Yeah. And those are wonderful points. Actually, I got one more question for you prior to us going to a commercial here. Yeah. Um, when you think about those last 20 years, right, mm -hmm. of, of your own, you know, career and mm -hmm. Even the societal shift mentally from only the strong survive in terms of our mantras, uh, mm -hmm. our, our yesteryear, 20th century mantras, just deal with it, right? Mm -hmm. It's apparent and obvious that we can't just deal with it, and mm -hmm. even the quote-unquote strong need support, right? Mm -hmm. What have you seen in uh, the realm of health, wellness, nutrition and integrative health over the last couple of decades to to perhaps move us into a trajectory of um, less fear, less anxiety, less shame, but more open approaches to addressing our, our mental health and spiritual challenges. Hmm. Um, I would say you need to acknowledge um, what your actual experience is yes, and how you're processing that experience, mm. quite yes. honestly. And you'd yes. be surprised how many uh -huh. people don't stop and think about what they're currently experiencing yes. and how they're actually processing it and how they're dealing with it. Like, are you dealing with the challenges that you're incurring right now yes. in an effective way? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Am I doing things that are counterintuitive? Mm -hmm. Am I am I acting aggressively? Am I taking things out on others? Or mm -hmm. is my shame so great, right? Or what I'm experiencing is it so great that I'm sort of concaving and becoming a lesser form of myself mm -hmm. because I'm going through a greater time or a greater challenge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Very good. And we're going to go to a commercial okay. and we'll be right back to chat more during uh, National Nutrition Month. <laughs> Spring is a beautiful time in Detroit and Southeast Michigan. American Advantage Home Care brings that energy, joy, and vitality of the season right into your home, coupled with skilled home health care services. Our world-class team of clinicians can help you to thrive, maintain, and rebound in the comfort of your own home. Finding a home health care agency more compassionate and caring than American Advantage Home Care is a long Welcome back to Season 2, Episode 7 of the Home Health Care Today Show. It's National Nutrition Month, and we are having a delightful conversation with Angela T. Moore, 
the empowerment coach. Angela, let's pick up where we left off right before uh, our commercial. So in view of um, national nutrition and healthier lifestyles and an integrative, an integrative approach to health, what are some ideas that you have and, and how do you motivate um, as you as an empowerment coach, as a certified trainer, as a licensed counselor and advocate and educator, how do you motivate and inspire others to kind of take some of those small steps toward living a healthier life? Well, what I try to do is I try to simplify the process, yes. you know, quite honestly. And I find that when people, uh, generally when they make the decision that they want to uh, integrate a healthier lifestyle or start a healthier lifestyle, they uh, find that, that process very overwhelming. Yes. They don't understand um, how to, when things don't go well, how yes. to rebound. Like, yes. how do you, if you've eaten something that you shouldn't, <laughs> right, you didn't the get in the activity that you wanted, yep. if you're feeling sad, you know, how to get yourself out of it. Yes. And so what I try to do is I try to simplify the process. And, mm -hmm. and I do that by having uh, clients break it up in parts, one. Yes. And so really as you're planning out your day, really thinking about the healthy actions that you would like to implement mm -hmm. into your day and creating a plan mm -hmm. and a strategy for implementing yes. the necessary action steps that are gonna allow you by the end of the day to accomplish all those goals. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I find that when you can simplify the process and you can break it down and you can give people little steps that they can take throughout the day, Yes. That at the end of the day, they're like, wow, I yes. was able to accomplish much more than I orig originally um, thought that I could accomplish. Absolutely, yeah. So breaking it down into, into smaller steps. Mm -hmm. When we think about heredity mm -hmm. and we think about some of those obstacles and challenges, mm -hmm. and, uh, of course, you know, with considering, you know, uh, minority, minority populations, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Angela, what do you consider, right? What do you consider to be some of the, you know, better ways to mitigate, right? So the convenience of fast foods, right? Mm -hmm. And we won't mention any of those mm -hmm. national chains or local providers of fast food that oftentimes offers an unhealthier choice. Mm -hmm. How do we mitigate some of those obstacles and challenges that individuals in various communities that may not have the most immediate access to better or best choices, how do we help them to navigate and mitigate some of those those challenges? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's interesting. On in all the years that I've done the radio show, I've had the opportunity to interview a number of organizations that support yes. individuals in making healthy decisions, whether it's Forgotten Harvest yes. or Gleaners, mm -hmm. um, Edible Flint, yes. you know, which teaches people how to create gardens, um, Big Green organizations that educate children about, um, about gardening. Mm -hmm. uh, also, too, I've had the opportunity to learn about um, how you can increase access in yes. it to fresh fruits and vegetables through through going to um, markets that are in the area, like yes. Eastern markets and things like that. Absolutely. And so I have found that uh, oftentimes people don't take advantage of this resource because they don't know they're available. Absolutely. And so even though you may feel that you live in a desert, you yes. know, if you actually take a look Mm -hmm. at the the um, the organizations around you yes oftentimes they do 
they do they will support you in yes. your community they do provide support to that community yes also too i find that if, when you do have to travel and i know some people have to travel great distances to go to the grocery store yes once you have a plan uh -huh. um, for when you get there what types of foods that you should be purchasing yes. that are going to allow you to eat healthy at a less you know with yes. less uh less money uh-huh yep absolutely <laughs> um, yep then your then your trip to the grocery store is going to be one a healthier one and it's going to be a less expensive one awesome yes and so i learned uh very early on like the the because i was in college you know i was mm -hmm. a college student didn't have any money and i'm trying uh -huh. to eat healthy yeah. um beans rice are not very expensive no. and you can buy a bag of beans for like i mean a uh -huh. few dollars True. and it can feed Yes. A whole family for a long time. Yes. You uh -huh. know, big bags of rice, um, vegetables. You can buy vegetables and cut them up yes. and freeze them mm -hmm. so that they can maintain. Of course, if you're going to go to your local market, you can oftentimes get those uh, fresh fruits and vegetables at a lower price. I've heard that if you actually go to a market mm -hmm. when they're about to close, mm. that they often are getting rid of those items so they'll sell them at a considerable discount, if not even give them away, as opposed to taking them back or having to throw them away. That's great tips. Yeah. Great <laughs> tips, Angela. Great tips. Yes, indeed. Yes, I like, I love that advice. Very sound. Angela, we are uh, American Advantage Home Care, and we, mm -hmm. you know, we're the sponsor of the Home Health Care Today show. Mm -hmm. So the, our uh, client base is homebound. So in view of that homebound constituency out there, um, are you a proponent? Do you believe home health is a, is a good offering for, for patients? And then in your professional opinion, what can or what should a home health care agency do to assist homebound patients in living a more integrated, um, healthier life? Mm -hmm. Well, I definitely am a big, a big supporter of it, and I think That's it's right. necessary. It's Absolutely. essential because there are those individuals that cannot leave their home. Yes. And to be able to provide care within someone's home, you're providing one, um, oftentimes you're providing care within someone's safe space. Yes, indeed. Um, because people oftentimes mm -hmm. when they are, um, if they're they ill or they've suffered a disability, maybe um, due to injury or because they've had a disability for their, li their life, mm -hmm. um, and their entire life, Yes. Uh, to be able to bring service and support to where they feel comfort most comfortable, yes. I think is really great. Absolutely. And one of the things that I actually do uh, for individuals that aren't homebound but yes. find themselves at home a lot yes. is I try to teach you how you can integrate healthy, um, healthy activities throughout your workday mm -hmm. in your home space. Uh -huh. you know, so creating a little workout area. Uh -huh. Even if you can't get up and you're, and you're sedentary, you have to be in a chair, you can do exercises in your chair. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. this is good, this is really good, yes. Okay, two more questions as we, as we wrap up our time. Angela, yeah. thank you for being so, so generous yeah. with your time. Um, as you, we, as you think about the rest of the month, you know, mm -hmm. National Nutrition Month, a few more weeks, is there anything in particular that um, your group, you know, the uh, Empowerment Coaching, uh, Team 84 LLC, are there any things that you see being greater involved in throughout the, the rest of the, the month or year as related to, to nutrition and wellness? Ironically, I'm providing <laughs> a lot of mental health support and integrative health services to schools. 
mm. um, yes. for the staff and the educators as well as the students. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and the teachers, the counselors, you know, mm-hmm. are essential workers, right? So we understand that over the last couple years in the uh, during the pandemic. Many, you know, had to to work uh, in settings, right, where mm-hmm. they were at great risk, mm-hmm. uh, as well as trying to be flexible and offering hybrid, you know, mm-hmm. learning environments and virtual learning environments. And the challenge that a lot of students and educators, as well as parents, <laughs> had in uh, juggling some some very busy schedules. Yes. <laughs> so yes, we do not want to forget about that segment of the mm-hmm. teachers, the parents, and the students. Yeah. And so what I'm doing is I've <laughs> yes. actually been providing a lot of presentation and workshops to educate them Good. on how they can integrate exercise into the day, how they can eat healthier, and also um, effective strategies to decrease stress and anxiety. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Awesome. Awesome. Angela, last question for you. Are there any other resources? Right. Um, clinics, you know, facilities or a specialist that you would recommend for uh, listeners and viewers in Metro Detroit. Mm-hmm. Well, definitely, I would say if you can't leave your home, there are a lot of online um, services available to provide support. Yes. Also, there's the Oakland County Crisis Line, otherwise known as Common Ground. Mm-hmm. And that number is 248-456-0909. Yes. Then there's the Macomb County uh, yes. Crisis Line, which is 586-307-9100. The Wayne County Crisis Line, which yes. is 313-224-7000. Wow. Havenwick Hospital is 248-373-9200. Troy Beaumont Hospital, 248 Teen to Teen Talk Line is 248-292-0194. Domestic Violence Sexual Assault Hotline, that's something we definitely saw an increase in during the pandemic, 877-922-1274. And then finally, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, 800-273-8255. Wonderful. Angela, thank you for all of those resources uh, as we conclude our our interview and our time together. Um, You reinforced here on the back end the importance of mental health and wellness because without that, it is very difficult to push forward with physical health as well as uh, nutrition, nutritional uh, challenges, right, and making the right decisions if all is not well in terms mm-hmm. of how a person is thinking and how a person is feeling. Angela T. Moore, I am inspired and empowered by you, <laughs> most certainly, and I'm confident that our listeners and viewers of the Home Healthcare Today show gained a great deal of insight today. Um, you definitely walked the walk and uh, talked the talk, uh, <laughs> for sure, uh, and a uh, Perfect, perfect guest, uh, not only for National Nutrition Month, but as well as uh, Women's History Month. Angela, thanks for your time today. You're very welcome. It's an honor. Wonderful. (laughs)